0: Know what to eat, but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again, and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Hi, sally Ann here, and welcome to our episode on World Diabetes Day. World Diabetes Day occurs every year on November 14th. birthday of Sir Frederick Banting who co-discovered insulin along with Charles Best in 1922. One in 10 adults worldwide have diabetes, over 90 percent have type 2 diabetes and close to half are not yet diagnosed. In many cases type 2 diabetes and its complications can be delayed or prevented by adopting and maintaining healthy eating and lifestyle choices. Knowing your risk and what to do is important to support prevention, early diagnosis, and timely appropriate treatment. In today's episode, I'm focusing on type 2 diabetes. In particular, I am sharing what makes me cranky about type 2 diabetes. I will cover three of the biggest myths about type 2 diabetes from the perspective of my clients with diabetes, not my own as a dietitian or researcher. Having worked in diabetes research and care for many years, I can still recall the reaction to finding out I have diabetes. For many, they journey through the grief process from shock and disbelief to taking ownership of their health. For others, they get left behind in the overwhelm of how to best take care of their health now they have diabetes. There can be false beliefs. It is my fault that I have diabetes. A person with diabetes is just like anyone else. They have family, friends, work and other commitments. And for the ladies who I work with now, their story is all too familiar. I didn't prioritise my diabetes earlier because I was caring for my children or because of my work commitments. Diabetes, like other chronic diseases, is something that people live with 24 hours a day. And since 2002, when I completed my research master's thesis in type 2 diabetes, I'm sorry to say the journey to taking ownership of your health once diagnosed with diabetes isn't easier for everyone. Too many well-meaning healthcare practitioners, friends and family will say, diabetes is not a death sentence, you just have to give up sugary foods and drinks. Bing. That just sets off the old yo-yo dieting mentality. And even if you are committed to taking care of your diabetes, unless the all or nothing way of eating program is removed, you will have no chance of sustaining the recommended eating guidelines for someone with diabetes. And this brings me to the first myth. You have to eat either low carb or low fat. While there is research evidence to support low-carb and low-fat eating plans, there is also good evidence for a Mediterranean style of eating and mindful eating as well. You are unique, and what supports your diabetes, weight, and health is different from someone else. General guidelines are useful, but not on their own. What I hear is, I can't eat bread, I can't eat pasta, and I can't eat fruit. I can't eat nuts, I can't eat fried foods, I can't eat cheese. And that's without adding in, I can't eat chocolate, I can't eat ice cream, and I can't eat cake. This is all about restriction. For many of the ladies that I work with, they have lived with food rules since early teenage years when they were either put on or went on their first diet. Their own experience with food rules is diets to lose weight, and their results from diets were poor So even though they have diabetes now and they want to take care of it, if their dieting mindset remains there, it will remind them of failure and the fact that they can't stick to a healthy way of eating. I am a dietitian and a mindful eating coach. I know that certain foods promote health and others don't, but so do the ladies that I work with. Knowledge about food just isn't enough. In fact it is not until ladies can give themselves permission to eat any food that they remove the good and bad food labels, and that's what gets them control over how they eat. Food rules for diabetes don't work. I am not saying the research is wrong, but when you've had years and decades on and off diets, food rules are not required. What is required is the removal of the dieting mindset so you can install a program that supports long-term healthier eating. And if you want to know how this works, join me in a free 15-minute call. In that call, I can give you a tip to try out the eating for you approach. There's a link with the notes accompanying this episode. Another myth that comes up regularly in our community is that you have to eat six times a day. I actually think this advice is based on outdated evidence. The logic to this advice was that if you spread out carbohydrate-containing foods throughout the day, your blood sugar levels won't rise as high. The aim of diabetes is to keep blood sugar levels as close to the normal or non-diabetes range as possible, and your doctor or endocrinologist are best placed to help you with this. Eating six times a day is not essential for everyone and will be overeating for many. And that, of course, is going to make your type 2 diabetes worse. Based on mindful eating practices and research, allowing your body to guide when and how much you need to eat is best. By tuning into and following your natural hunger and satiety signals, you will determine how much you need to eat on a meal-to-meal and day-to-day basis. Your medication requirements may create some restrictions here, but it is still possible to eat mindfully when you are taking medication. What we do know from research dating back 10 years or so is that eating most of your food in the first half of the day is recommended for both healthy weight and blood sugar control. If you would love to be able to follow your natural hunger and satiety signals, then join me in a free call. I will give you a tip to get you started. The link is included with this episode's notes. And the final myth that I am sharing today is a or a similar medication is all that I need. Within the Eating For You community, I have had ladies join our Mindful Eating programs who are taking a They have been taking it for months and have not experienced weight loss or improvements to their blood sugar levels. This medication is not for everyone. There are also unpleasant side effects to taking the medication, which some ladies in our community cannot tolerate. And whilst this medication is aimed at lowering your physical hunger and bringing on satiety more quickly, non-hunger eating habits still occur. You stress eat, perhaps emotionally eat, comfort eat, eat when you're bored or reward yourself with food. Medication does not change these eating habits, whereas mindful eating is a practice that does change these habits long term. You might like to listen to an earlier episode of the Eating For You podcast, episode 39, Weight Loss Medications: The Pros and Cons, where my dietitian and PhD candidate guest, Sally Badarik, shared her experience working with clients taking azempic and similar medications. The question that hasn't been answered yet is, do you have to take a Zempic for life? And what are the side effects of this? Now, this is something that I suggest you discuss with your doctor. And why do I get cranky about these myths? I talk with women most days who really want to improve their health, get off the dieting roller coaster and sustain healthier eating and get their lives back. And when I read that women on average lose their body weight nine times in their lifetime and that adults spend 17 years of their lives trying to lose weight, I get really cranky about the misinformation that's out there. What I have realized by talking with and working with women is that you are the best person to work out the way of eating for you, whether you are taking care of diabetes, high blood pressure or weight, or just want to feel healthier. This doesn't mean that you don't get guidance from qualified healthcare practitioners like myself, but make sure you find out how to remove that dieting mindset and the unhelpful habits so you can find that best way of eating that will last for you. I have included the link to a free 15-minute call if you are ready to get started today. If you have enjoyed this episode, please share it on your Instagram and Facebook pages. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next week. You have been listening to the Eating for You podcast with Sally Ann Pisk. If your current way of eating is not working for you, then join me in a free 15 minute mindful eating discovery call. If I can help you, I will provide you with a personalized tip to get you started with a way of eating that will bring lasting results for your weight and your health. And if I'm not the best person to help you, I will do my best to refer you on. The booking link is included with this episode's notes.